Two out of three falls. And we're live here for a new edition of Two Out of Three Falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Thursday, January 19th, 2017. As always, I'm joined by Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report and the host of WrestleRant Radio. He's on Twitter at, at WrestleRant. Graham, what's up, my man? How you doing? Doing phenomenal, Randy. And how can you not be coming off the news that Kurt Angle, for the first time in over 10 years, is WWE Hall Coming back to the company, super excited to talk about you, with you here today. I definitely, man. Uh, you know, Kurt Angle uh, coming back. We, we're, we're not sure if he's going to wrestle uh, during his comeback tenure now with the company. We got Brock Lesnar coming back on Raw this past Monday. Uh, Chamber pay-per-view coming back. So lots to get into. Uh, real quick, let's start off with um, with Brock Lesnar appearing on, on, on Raw on Monday. Um, of course, they, they did advertise his appearance. He came out in the first segment with along with Roman and Braun and uh, Sami Zayn, Rollins, um, KO uh, Jericho. So um, Brock does come back. He does the, the F5 and all that to Reigns. And then you have a little stare down with him and Braun Strowman. Uh, not sure what they're trying to tell us going forward, but uh, we only saw him return in the opening segment we did not see him at any other part of the show one just wanted to get your take on brock's uh appearance on raw were you surprised that he only came out in the beginning and not the end and what do you take of the the the, the stare down between him and braun Strowman? i thought it was good I think the opening segment overall was just really really well done which is hard to say for raw nowadays because usually we have a step in mcmahon promo or mcfoley and oddly enough, I thought the show was pretty good this week. And by no coincidence, there was very few, if any, Stephanie McMahon and McFoley appearances on Monday night, which was great. But yeah, the opening segment was awesome. I thought the face-off between Strowman and Lesnar was really good. Hopefully setting up something for maybe not Mania, but SummerSlam or beyond. Uh, Strowman has really been built up well. So the fact, you know, the fact that people you know, popped for the fact that they were facing off and they came face-to-face was great. So yeah, it was a good segment. Uh, Lesnar coming out and just wreaking havoc on everyone else in the Raw roster was awesome just because we haven't seen Lesnar since Survivor Series. So for him to come out and completely annihilate everyone in this path was a great way to establish him as a threat in the Rumble match coming up next weekend. So now the hand, the, the thing with him and Braun Strowman at, at the end, again, we, we, we don't know what the WrestleMania card is going to look like or what any future pay-per-view cards are going to look like uh, right now. We, me and you, and I guess everybody in the world has Brock against Goldberg at WrestleMania, and there's even reports that that could be the the, the main event of WrestleMania. But um, I want to get your take on the stare down with Brock and, and and Braun. Where do you think they're taking the crowd with that stare down? Oh, was it just a one off? Because Two weeks ago, they had a stare down with Goldberg and 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 Reigns, and we don't know where 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 that will will uh, will um lend up to. But um, are they trying to tell us something with Brock and Braun Strowman, or uh, there's nothing much to look forward to to that? I think for right now, a lot of these teases from Goldberg and Reigns to Strowman and Lesnar this week, the Strowman and Taker that was teased last week when Taker came back. I think a lot of it is just for the Rumble match, so I would not be surprised to see Strowman either attempt to or full-on eliminate Taker or Lesnar or come close or whatever. 
Um, I don't really want to see Taker Strowman right now or anytime soon, but Lesnar Strowman I think would be really good. Um, maybe not at Mania because they do obviously have to blow off Lesnar and Goldberg, but if they want to do that match at SummerSlam, I think Braun Strowman could be ready by then. As long as he's built up con- you know, consistently up until then and he doesn't lose up until a match with Lesnar happens at SummerSlam, I think it could be really good. Um, but yeah, I think planting the seeds for when that happens, and it definitely is the biggest, honestly, the biggest match they could do right now. Um, it, it's a shame that it's not Kevin Owens being built up that same way, and that people weren't popping for a face-off between Owens and Lesnar, which could have been big money. I told you on the show weeks ago or months ago, when Owens won the belt, that it could be a big money match for the Rumble if Owens was built up the right way. And they did the exact opposite, and they knocked him down several pegs, and he does not come across as a strong champion whatsoever. Um, but Strowman does. So the fact, you know, the fact that people went nuts for it, it really does not surprise me at all because it is a big money match right now. And it's the biggest money match they could do with Lesnar and a member of the current roster on Raw because Rollins, Reigns, no one else really comes across as a true threat right now to Brock Lesnar. So I do see it happening at some point, probably if not in the Rumble, then down the line at SummerSlam. And obviously, you know, Braun Strowman is not the only guy in the, the Royal Rumble match. You know, you do have Brock Lesnar. You do got Goldberg and Jericho and The Miz and Ambrose and now the Wyatts, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, Chris Jericho. So it's it's a pretty packed Royal Rumble. Um, obviously, we don't know who are the, the final entrants are, are going to be. But as of right now, just trying to you know pick a guy out of a hat, who you think has the highest percentage of, of winning or to you that which guy do you think they're leaning towards of winning the actual Royal Rumble match? It seems like it changes every week. I mean, we say Strowman, we say Taker. My pick is still Taker, but I've heard reports that I don't want him in the title match at WrestleMania. Right. I honestly don't know what to believe anymore, but uh, for right now, I am going with Taker. I'd ru- I mean, I like Strowman. I just do not think Strowman is ready, though. And Strowman and Reigns for the belt of Mania would just blow. That could be like Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, WrestleMania 20 bad. That's how bad that match could be at WrestleMania for the belt. So, uh, yeah, I hope Taker wins over Strowman, but I'd rather see, as we have said many times before, and you were the one that started about a month and a half ago, but I still say that Miz is a, is, is a top candidate from the SmackDown brand to win the Rumble and then go on to face AJ. I know we kind of saw the match this past week, but it wasn't long. They had a non-finish. So hopefully we do see the same match at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship from the SmackDown side. But currently, as much as I do want Miz to win, I do see Taker winning it in his home state for the first time in 10 years to go on to face John Cena for the belt at WrestleMania, if not AJ Styles. Now, you picking Taker, I, I, I don't disagree with that. that. That could be one of my top three, top five choices. But reading online in the last couple of days, I read somewhere that Vince McMahon, the, the almighty, is having second thoughts of, of, of having Taker and John Cena as, as a match uh, at, at WrestleMania for the belt or not. So, for example, if Taker wins, I guess he'll be leaning more towards AJ Styles at WrestleMania as opposed to Taker John Cena. Now, with with me reading that, then to me, I don't think Taker wins the, the, the match. I think him and John Cena can have a fine match without the belt or without a, a Royal Rumble uh, victory. But reading what McMahon... Uh, is thinking right now, again, things can change, but right now he doesn't see John Cena Taker as a match at, at all at WrestleMania. 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, as much as I do want to see the taker at Mania, I take her as still my pick to win. Not that I want him to win, I wouldn't complain, but I don't think we're going to have another Rumble riot like we have in past years with Roman Reigns and Batista winning. But yeah, I said before, Cena Taker is a match that does not need to happen for the belt. And I think AJ needs to be in the title match at WrestleMania this year. Where was John Cena for the better part of 2016? He wasn't on TV. Now there was Undertaker. Uh, so for that match to happen for the belt, it's just not necessary. You could still do Cena Taker, and this might be their last shot to ever do it before Taker rides off on the sunset. But uh, AJ should be in the equation, whether it be a triple threat or if it's just AJ versus Miz straight up for the belt. I just don't know where AJ fits into the equation if his match, if his match is not for the WWE Championship. Uh, he could face Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, like I said, a Miz, a Finn Balor from Raw. There's a couple different options, but I don't think anything makes as much sense as AJ fighting for the belt at WrestleMania after the phenomenal year that he's had in WWE. Yeah, I, I definitely agree because, you know, to me, if AJ is not going to main event or defend his championship at WrestleMania, then the match he will be in would have to make sense. Uh, like you said, John Cena hasn't been on TV as much in 2016 or on a pay-per-view uh, for that matter. And we're going to see him going for, you know, title reign number 16 at WrestleMania. I get it. It's historical. Ric Flair, 16-time world champion. I get it. But AJ has been on top of the map, you know, pretty much since you know, payback or whatever that pay-per-view was against Reigns. And ever since, he's been world champion. And for him to not get the opportunity to either win the championship again if he loses um, in, in the next two months or even defend his title at WrestleMania, win or lose, the guy has to be in the main event. He he lost last year to, to Chris Jericho. I think it was like second or third on the card. And now he's been world champion since, since September, fighting every every. Uh, fighter in the world and now because Cena's back and Taker's back and all these you know quote unquote old guys are back I don't want them to take the shine away from AJ Styles a guy who's been there every single day every single pay-per-view and really leading Smackdown to where it is now and I think again if it makes sense fine go ahead and do it but if you can leave the belt on AJ till Wrestlemania I think that's the best way to go I agree, and I mean, I know they threw the roadblock in this past week that we will face the Elimination Chamber in February. So it's hard to say, because I don't want to see the Chamber brought back only for the champion routine again, because they've done this how many times? They had Edge retain the world title in 2011's Chamber. In 2012, both Punk and Daniel Bryan retained their ballots inside the Chamber. 2014, it was Randy Orton, so forth to happen again, which to me would feel way too predictable. But if they switch it up and they have... I, I, I could see a scenario, not that I'd be a huge fan of this, that I could see a scenario where Cena wins the belt of the Rumble, which I still think is happening, um, but then AJ wins it back in the chamber. Now, they could do a rematch between AJ and Cena at Mania, which people might crap all over, but let's face it, AJ and Cena is still one of the biggest money matches in WWE right now, and they always have amazing matches. So you put it on the line again, the WWE title, one last time at Mania, AJ Cena, this time an Iron Man match, or something like that. I don't know, you give them a stiff, because their last few matches have not been any sort of stipulation uh you could do that or you could have aj win back the belt after joe interferes and you do samoa joe and john cena at wrestlemania and kurt angle faces aj styles or miz faces aj styles there's a couple different options 
Um, but yeah, I, I still see, I, I just do not see AJ walking in the mania as champion currently. I just don't think that's the direction they're headed, unfortunately, but he's the biggest star to have in either show. In my opinion, it's a full-time guy. I think it's a mistake if they don't. Um, but I, I'm interested to see now that chamber has been officially announced and that the title will be on the line in that chamber. Does that mean that the rumble winner is going to be coming from SmackDown because they already have the championship, you know, in the chamber and that would mean they already have a challenger in mind, like a Miz or Samoa Joe. Like that's what I'm interested to find out. Um, so I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, no. Currently, I I just do not see AJ walking. I mean, he has champion, but anything's possible, and I hope he does. Yeah, I think for me, it it it, it tips the cap the where fans are like, all right, if you're giving Chamber to SmackDown, then that means the winner of the Royal Rumble will be somebody from Raw. And, and you know, me and you can go back and forth. My pick has been The Miz. If, if it's not him, you know, I, I don't see Brock. I don't see Goldberg. I, I think it's too early for Braun Strowman. But you never know. They had Sheamus win it. They had Del Rio win it. You just never know with these guys. But if you're giving Chamber the SmackDown, uh, to SmackDown, then it's like, all right, who on Raw can win it? And I think the only guy that can come on from from Raw to win it that could be like, okay, okay, uh, this makes sense, is Finn Balor. Seth Rollins is is, is not going to be in the match and win it because you still have that storyline with Triple H. Is Triple H going to be in it? I, I, I don't know. Do I want to see Triple H win the the, the Rumble? No, I don't. Um, Braun Strowman too early. Reigns is not even in the match. Jericho, he doesn't have to because he already has a storyline with Kevin Owens. That could be for the for the U.S. title, and outside of that, we just don't see you know Brock. Brock is on Raw. Goldberg's on Raw, but that's already a made match. So if it's somebody from Raw, Finn Balor has to come back healthy, has to surprise everybody. Um, I think giving the Chamber to SmackDown to me as a fan, tells me automatically the winner of the Rumble is coming from Raw. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I don't know. It, it's just hard to say because, like you said, other than Finn Balor, who could it possibly be? I mean, Brock and Goldberg are tied up. That match should not at all be for a world championship. That would blow. Oh, no. Um, I mean, Strowman, I like Strowman, but uh, I just think it's way too soon. So, I mean, I, I don't really want to see Strowman win. So, We've already been down the Reigns path before. Rollins should not win. He already had his. He already has his match set up with Triple H. So who does that leave? I mean, Jericho and Owens, unless they do that match with the Universal Title, it looks like they're facing off with the U.S. Championship. Um, so I mean, Finn Balor is really the only man that makes sense, and I think that's one Universal winner that people would not crap on. And as we pitched last week, um, Balor Reigns after Balor and Reigns faced off on that first Raw of the New Era, mm-hmm. Balor won. Reigns said they had unfinished business, and uh, Reigns, you know. Then he goes on to win the belt in his absence, I presume, at the Rumble. It makes perfect sense. Fowler wants back his belt. He goes heel, maybe. I think Reigns should be the one to go heel, but that's the way that WWE does things. And maybe they put Balor with the Bullet Club, with Carl Anderson and, and Luke Gallows. So I think there is something intriguing there. That would be far better of an option than friggin' Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. So here's hoping that happens. Finn Balor's clear. They're keeping something from us. He comes back in the Rumble and wins it. Um, other than that, though, I just do not see any realistic candidates from Raw winning it. Yeah. Um, to me, I, I hope it's Finn if, if it's not the Miz. Um, 
and then speaking of, speaking of the Miz, they just had him fight AJ Styles on SmackDown on Tuesday. So that right there tells me, all right, if if that was your quote unquote WrestleMania match for the title, if the Miz was to win the Rumble, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that match on live TV in the beginning of January. So right there it tells me, all right, the Miz he'll be in the Rumble. But I don't think he'll win it now because you just gave away the match with with AJ on Tuesday. See, that's the thing. I thought the same thing. But they've also there have been instances in the past where they have done like I know they did Sheamus and Daniel Bryan on an episode of SmackDown in like February before they faced off at Mania, uh-huh. and it's not like they went all out and had like a fifteen twenty minute classic, right. um, you know, before they faced off before you know, before they face off the Mania, they could still feasibly do Miz and AJ. I mean, they change plans all the time, so anything can happen. They've changed plans like the day of the show before, um, like with Sheamus and Jericho a couple of years ago, like that same year when Sheamus won the Rumble. But, I mean, it was like a 10-minute match. It was good. It ended in a non-finish, like I said. So, and AJ isn't, I mean, if they were to do that feed, I would see AJ going babyface. So, they can always see the match again at his face. Like, there's a couple of different routes. So, I still think, not, I don't think Miz is winning, but like I said, he's still the one I want to win just because um, he's been firing in all cylinders, as has Styles, and that would be a great match to do for the championship at me, in my opinion. We're chatting with Graham Matthews of WrestleRant Radio, also from Bleacher Report. Hit him up on Twitter at WrestleRant. Um, not really going to go through much of what happened on Raw and SmackDown because I, I think a lot of great things happened, but some interesting things. Uh, we've, we've, I guess we're on the road to a, a wide family split. Um, I guess Luke Harper is going to fight Orton next week on SmackDown and all three will be in the rumble. I think we all kind of figured that, um, I, I guess are we officially on that road where they all split up and then we're probably going to have some kind of a match between two of the three at WrestleMania, whether it's Bray against Randy, or we won't get Randy and Luke because we're having having that on Tuesday, or do we get Luke and Bray at WrestleMania or a triple threat at WrestleMania? Maybe. I mean, I'd rather see a triple threat than a one-on-one between Bray and Orton again. Like, the end game of all this is to turn Orton back babyface. Forgot about that. To assume that's kind of that's kind of saying that he wasn't really much of a face now to begin with, and he has kind of been a baby face throughout all of this, as is, as has the entire Wire family for the most part. But if the end game is to do Wyatt and, and Orton again and at WrestleMania, that Orton is the face and Wyatt is the heel, the same exact match we saw at No Mercy, and Orton wins and Wyatt loses again at WrestleMania, like what a waste. Um, they should either do a double turn with Wyatt being the baby face and Orton is the heel, or they just do a triple threat which I feel like would be the better route to go. And maybe Bray wins that. I don't think he would. I think they put Orton over. But I think there is a chance that uh, that Wyatt could win at least a triple threat, maybe as opposed to a one-on-one with Orton. I know they did it in No Mercy, but that's why I don't think they do it again. So I'd rather see a triple threat than you know another one-on-one match between Bray and Orton going to WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> sp- speaking of the chamber, just kind of re- rewind a little bit. We know AJ and John Cena are going to be two out of the six in, in in that chamber match, regardless of who's champion. Who do you think the other four guys will be? I could see it being Cena and AJ. Uh, Cena, AJ, Corbin, Ziggler, um, Ambrose, maybe, 
in his. Maybe those six guys, I could see maybe Nepal Cruz getting thrown in there at random. I could see, I mean, those are probably, yeah, Cena, AJ, Ziggler, Miz, Corbin, and Ambrose. I think would be my top six best. So any chance Taker gets in that chamber match? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Um, I mean, I guess there's a chance. I don't think he'll be in the chamber. Unless he's winning it, they probably won't put him in the chamber. I don't think he would. I don't think he would lose at the Rumble and then lose again at Chamber. I mean, I guess he could win the Chamber match and then win the championship. Um, and then I don't know how you get to Cena. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could do Cena. And then, then I get, would, you, would you put the belt on Cena and then Baker or Harry Kings? I don't know. I feel like if you were to do that, but you should just do a triple threat between uh, AJ, Taker, and Cena at WrestleMania. But I mean, there's a chance of rule it out. I don't know. Well, unless he wins. Yeah, um, I mean, one, I, I, I'm glad Chamber is back. Uh, maybe not too sure of where it's positioned in the calendar. Uh, you do have the Rumble, we got Chamber, you got Fastlane, you got WrestleMania, so a lot of things are going on. But um, if they would have held that off for a different time in the year, then yeah. But um, glad to see you back. I, I guess they're bringing back a lot of old pay-per-views with the clash and no mercy and backlash so chamber is officially back for february and raw will get fast lane in march i think goldberg is supposed to be a part of that somehow uh one way or another but um also on smackdown we had the women's championship match in the steel cage uh alexa bliss becky lynch not a really great match at all um the interference from la luchadora which eventually became Mickey James and I think me and you have said before that who's the best candidate to to appear as the quote unquote real La Luchadora and it did become Mickey James. Um not not the pop that you would hear from the crowd when somebody returns, whether male or female, maybe because they still had the cage around the ring and not many people not many fans could see who it was. But she is back. She's on SmackDown Bliss is still champion. Do we see Mickey and Becky go at it and start their rivalry? And if so, what happens? Uh, who's next for Alexa Bliss? I hope Mickey Alexa is the, uh, or sorry, Mickey Becky is the match for WrestleMania. And then beyond that, I've heard I've heard ideas pitched around. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they would do. I could see two women's matches happening at Mania, but I don't know about three because it is. I mean, I guess they could put one on the kickoff show, but none of those matches deserve to be on the kickoff show. And it'd be better than a damn multi-woman match, which they always do, which I'm not a fan of that. But anyway, um, I could see them doing Alexa Nikki once Nikki's done with Natalia, maybe at the Chamber pay-per-view, and then move into Alexa Nikki in time for Mania. Um, I'd be totally fine with that. But yeah, Becky, uh, sorry, Becky, Becky and Nikki, I think would be a great match for Mania. Uh, the reveal, I like the reveal. Yeah, it didn't get a huge pop, but the crowd was weird on, on Tuesday. I mean... Their hometown hero, Jerry Lawler, got super kicked in the heart, and they didn't bat an eyelash. So it was kind of weird. Nashville can be a weird crowd sometimes. But uh, I thought it was a great show, a great reveal for Mickey James, an awesome ending to the show. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But I do like Mickey and Becky for Mania while we do Alexa and Nikki. or Alexa and, uh, I don't know, Nikki and, I, Nikki and uh, Alexa's fine. Naomi doesn't feel like a big enough star right now. So I do like those two matches going into WrestleMania season from the SmackDown side of things. And now now with Mickey James in the fold, SmackDown continues to bolster their their women's division, unlike Raw, 
which is basically Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and a, and a cameo uh, from uh, uh, Nia Jax. But uh, speaking of Charlotte and Bailey, they'll fight at the Rumble for the title. Uh, but they had a terrible promo uh, on Monday where I'm just sitting at home and I'm watching it. And I'm like, I'm watching it, but I'm like, why am I watching it? Because it was just too too fucking uh terrible <laughs> I, I i don't know how to explain it it's um it was like wow it, it, it's like you know i guess the promo was kind of you know for for little kids for bailey because you know she does have that crowd i get it but charlotte was going in circles and bailey was doing nursery rhyme uh, poems and i was just like this is not how you build up a championship match at the Rumble where you had the one of the, of the biggest heels in the company going up against one of the real nice baby faces in the company and she and she's on the up and coming and I guess the promos that that were written for both were just flat out terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like Bailey storming down, but Charlotte's promo fell flat for me and then and then Bailey's poetry thing was just, I don't know, it was not good. The whole feud has been very underwhelming so far. It's just, I mean, I was really looking forward to it just because it's two, you know, great wrestlers that had great matches in the past, but Bailey's championship chase should feel more excited than this. So far, it's been very underwhelming, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think outside of Braun Strowman on Raw, everything else on Raw can be underwhelming. And, I know I've been saying SmackDown has been the better show, the better storylines, the better production, but I'm waiting for for that time to say, you know what, Raw was better than SmackDown this week. It just, I guess you kind of see the same thing over and over, and and it, and it does get um underwhelming. And uh, I guess you, you're just looking for something new, a different storyline, a different character. Maybe when Finn Balor comes back, or you know the club changes their fortune and becomes tag team champions and it's just like when you watch SmackDown it's, it's, it's totally different and to the point that you know for me SmackDown was better than Raw and there was no Baron Corbin there was no American Alpha there was no Apollo Crews and you know th- those are four guys that you can use on their roster on, on any given Tuesday they weren't used and it was still better than Raw Definitely, but I think also for the fact that they weren't using Baron Corbin, American Alpha, Apollo Cruz, I was totally fine with Carmella too, just because I oh, yeah, feel like too. the reason why a lot of people on Raw do not feel special is because they're on every single week. Whereas guys with SmackDown, they're not on, they're not on every single episode. They don't feel overexposed. They kept the AJ and Miz stuff, the opening segment. That was it. We didn't see the re- we didn't see them for the rest of the night. That was it. Um, so I thought it was a great way of kicking off the show. But SmackDown continues to deliver. The show started to finish. I had no complaints. Raw was better this week. I will say that. It was a pretty decent show compared to most weeks in the past month or two. Uh, actually, pretty much compared to the past six months, rather. But SmackDown's been great since the brand split the show on Tuesday with no exception. You had Jerry Lawler come back. Mickey James make a return. Steel Cage winning title match in the main event. When Miz and Styles, Ambrose Orton, some decent women's segments. So overall, it's a strong show, and they're not using everybody, which is one of the reasons why I think they're firing all cylinders right now is because a lot of people do not feel overexposed, and they're not on every single night. And everything on the show feels meaningful, like uh, unlike on Raw, where you have a big E and O'Neal match, a Titus O'Neal match that feels like it belongs in the dark match because no one gives a crap. 
So that's why I feel like SmackDown's beating Raw right now. One of the many reasons why SmackDown is beating Raw for me, uh, quality-wise. And what did you make of the tag team championship match? Sheamus, Cesaro, the club, where we thought the club was actually won the match, and then the referee <clears throat> changed that, that decision because he got hit in the face by Sheamus, and now Sheamus and Cesaro are still tag team champions. What did you make of that, and do you think that the time is near for the club to become tag team champions finally. I thought it was a cool match. I think they work well together. I'm looking forward to the inevitable rematch, whether it be at the Rumble, at Fastlane, whatever, on Raw coming up. But I thought it was a good match. The dusty finish with the heels was weird because they teased giving them the belts only to not deliver. And um, people cheered when they won the belts. And then when they announced it was a DQ, they started booing. And Cesaro and Sheamus are supposedly a babyface tag team, so that's why I thought it was weird. But hopefully the end game in all of this is to get those titles on the club. They've been damaged beyond belief since coming to WWE, if not, you know, especially since being separated from AJ in the draft. Uh, the whole New Day thing was terrible. Their feud with Enzo and Cass was completely forgettable. And this stuff, uh, whatever they've been doing since, has just been complete throwaway. So hopefully they can move past it and continue to build momentum because so far they're not doing anything of note at the moment. But, um, yeah, so hopefully the end game in all this, whether it be at Mania, Fastlane, or even as soon as Monday Night on Raw, they will win the Raw Tag Team titles at some point. Do you think that was a little experiment of maybe, I wouldn't say a double turn, but trying to see if the crowd begins to cheer for, for, for the club and trying to tweak – Cesaro and Sheamus, where they become the bad guys and the club become the good guys? Um, I don't know if they would do a double turn just because the club works so well as heels. Um, maybe they were testing the waters, now that you mentioned that. They might have been testing the waters to see how, fan, how much fans would care. I mean, it's so funny just because, you know, like I said, they, they came in on this big feud with AJ and Roman Reigns. They've done nothing since for the most part, or at least anything that's good, and that's not their fault. Um, but really, fans have no reason to care about these guys. Not nearly as, I don't think they get the same reactions they were getting when they first showed up about a year ago, nine months ago, whatever. But people popped. People popped. The crowd went nuts. Uh, it wasn't like a huge reaction, but people were happy to see them win the belt. So hopefully when they do inevitably win the championships, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, the crowd will be just as excited here, you know, when they win the belts as they were here. Because um, for as much damage as has been done to these guys over the past year or so, um, it really is surprising that people still care about him. A lot like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has suffered the same thing. For as badly as they have booked him over the years, people still care, which blows my mind. They shouldn't care, but they do, which is great because these guys are awesome. So hopefully they will win the belt and people will pop just as loudly then as they did here on Monday. If and when Finn Balor does return um, and they try to form you know, the Balor Club with him and the club, do you think they'll experiment all three of those guys as baby faces or as heels because Finn Balor is a major, major baby face. And right now the club are major heels. Do you think that they just go with one or the other when, when Balor comes back? Or do you think they even try to put them, put those guys together? Yeah, I think they will. I really think it's only a matter of time before they do something with Balor in the club. And I think they might have done it anyway had Balor not gotten hurt. I guess we'll never know. I know they see something at SummerSlam that might have been nothing more than a one-off. But I do honestly believe they would have done something with um, with Balor in the club had Balor not gotten hurt. And they would have done something in the fall, whether they were feuding, aligned, or whatever. 
And hopefully when Balor gets back, whether he is a heel or a face or whatever, they will pick up where they left off with Balor in the club because there's a lot of untapped potential there. And I think putting them with Balor is really the only thing that could save them at this point, other than a tag team title lane or being put back with AJ, of course, on SmackDown. We're chatting with Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report and the host of Russell Rant Radio. He's on Twitter at Russell Rant. Uh, real quick, um, want to try something new. I want to see how our WrestleMania cards, our prediction cards, look from week to week until we get all the way to, what is it, early April. So has your WrestleMania card changed in the last week with what you've been seeing on Raw, SmackDown, what you've been hearing, rumors and stuff like that, or do you have kind of like the same card? Not much. I mean, it really hasn't changed that much. Um, I still say we're getting Goldberg, Lesnar, Big Sure Shaq probably is an attraction match. Um, Becky Lynch at this point, unless they or Becky Lynch, sorry, Lynch James, Lynch and Mickey James after WrestleMania, unless they do it beforehand. Um, Triple H, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, a lot of the same matches. I know there have been reports that Taker Cena is off. I'll believe that when I see it. Um, but like I said, Miz and AJ, I think, is a great match. Or Miz and Shane, if they want to go in that direction. Mm. Blowing off the whole Miz and Bryan feed, if they want to have Shane be a surrogate for Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah, it really hasn't changed that much. But unless Angle comes in for one more match, which might be likely now. I know you just asked me, asked me like a week ago um, if I could see them bringing in Angle before. And I said no, and probably the Raw after WrestleMania, but... Not that he's already back, but they've already announced that he will be in the Hall of Fame. So it's very possible he could, you know, return to Raw the night after WrestleMania. Unless they bring him back for one more match in Mania this year. So we'll see where they go with that. But, yeah, no, it really hasn't changed that much. Although I have heard Samoa Joe might be brought up in time, as he should, in time for Mania. And he should be in a prominent match on the card, maybe against Cena. Cena and Joe, and then Styles and Angle, or Styles and Miz, I think would be great, so... Um, that, that's the card I see kind of shaping up in the months to come ahead of WrestleMania. I mean, I really think it's a good thing where we can't really predict what the card will be because I think just the fact that they have a lot of, you know, a lot of newer guys up there with the potential of Joe and, and you know, the club and, and Baron Corbin and, and, and all these guys who are going to be new to the WrestleMania card as far as being in an individual or tag team match. And plus a lot of guys are, are healthy and maybe now they have too much. Like you know, like I told you uh, two weeks ago, now they they had the most loaded roster. That is now it's like, man, how are we gonna fit everybody at WrestleMania? And you know, WrestleMania is like eight, like eight, you know, eight, uh, eight hours long. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna fit everybody on, on the carb as opposed to last year when I'm surprised they even filled four and a half hours with their roster they had. So I think this year it's like, man, Cena, Taker, Brock, Goldberg is so much. Uh, so much of a variety of people you can put on that card I, you know you are going to have singles matches you're going to have your tag matches you're probably going to have your multi-man multi-woman ta- uh, matches uh, eight person intercontinental ladder match whatever it is but I think it's um, you know me I want to see everybody get their shine and you know they're just due but I think just the fact that professionals and people like me and you can't really predict what's going to happen because they just have a really loaded roster. They do. Like you said last week, we haven't had this instance in a long time where everyone is healthy going into WrestleMania for the most part, other than like a Finn Balor and an Eric Rowe, and who I know everyone is waiting for, you know, to come back from injury. But other than yeah. that, though, uh, we have a pretty loaded, healthy roster right now. The 
potential, you know, addition to the card of Goldberg, Kurt Angle, NXT call-ups like Joe and Nakamura and Bobby Roode. It's incredible. It's a really fun time right now to be a wrestling fan. And I honestly do believe, I've said this for a while now, I do believe WrestleMania 33, I, I just got a good feeling about this show, that it will be a great pay-per-view. So here's hoping it is. And I think it definitely does have the potential to be, first of all, a lot better than WrestleMania 32 which won't be hard to do because that show is a major disappointment. Mm. Um, and not only that, but one of the better WrestleManias in some time. And WrestleMania 30, 31 was awesome. 30 was great, too. So it's going to be hard to match up to those manias. Um, but I think with the card that we have on tap, the potential we have on hand, uh, the, the, the talent that we have in hand right now, um, I think it can be a really, really awesome show if executed the right way. You did mention uh, Kurt Angle quite a few times. Uh, let's get right to it. He is the first official member into the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. We've been hearing names thrown around like like DDP, Rick Rude, uh, Beth Phoenix, but nothing official where they put it out on Raw and say he's you know he or she will be inducted. Um, I read somewhere that he wants Stone Cold to induct him, but overall, Kurt Angle, one of the greatest of all time. There's no dispute about that. He could be in your top five or in your top ten. Uh, definitely one of the best who's ever done it in the ring for any promotion. Um, I, I guess it, you know it's that time to induct him and, and embrace him to come back uh, to you know quote unquote home. Uh, he was there for for quite some time, and um, just to see him back, 2017. We we all seen what what happens when they induct a a former talent uh, into the Hall of Fame. They probably get one or two final matches. We saw it with Sting. We saw it with, uh, with Ric Flair a few years ago, Shawn Michaels. Um, so now Kurt Angle, the newest official member of the Hall of Fame. Just want to get your take on um, him finally getting there. And you know what should we expect from Kurt Angle, whether he gets a match or two at WrestleMania or after WrestleMania? Do you see him competing with the company um, after the Hall of Fame? Uh, I was very excited to hear the news, of course, as everyone else was. Just... Uh, very shocking to hear that Kurt Angle was going to the Hall of Fame. Definitely over, not even overdue, just the perfect time for it. Um, he was absolutely worthy of it. I think a lot of people were expecting DDP or a Goldberg. And I'm sure DDP will still will still go in this year, as will Goldberg, maybe another year. But um, Kurt Angle, as the biggest name for the Hall of Fame, is huge. Probably the first Hall of Fame class I've been excited for in many, many years. So it should be great just for Angle alone. But... Um, I think it's awesome that he's coming back home for the first time in 10 years. Angle was really one of the last guys, other than maybe CM Punk down the line, uh, that people would be really, really excited to see come back, other than maybe a Jeff Hardy, too. I will say that. But other than those two, I think Kurt Angle is that last one big name who can come back and have a good run for himself in the ring. Uh, maybe not like wrestling every Raw and Smack, and that'd be ridiculous, but maybe wrestling like a pay-per-view schedule or wrestling a few times a year, like a Sting or a Goldberg or a Brock Lesnar or whatever, I think is a perfect slot for uh, for Kurt Angle. So I hope it happens. Um, I know he's being inducted in the Hall of Fame, which usually means their in-ring days are done, which to me is why The Rock hasn't gone in yet, because he feels like his in-ring days are not yet done. But you can't rule anything out just yet. And WrestleMania season is always unpredictable. It's always exciting. We could see him step in the ring at least one more time at Mania. And like I said, an AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania would be absolutely lit. So I hope that happens. You know, it's funny, as you're, you know, as you're responding, I'm trying to, you know, you said Kurt Angle is like the last big name uh, that you can have as the headliner for um, the Hall of Fame. And, I, and I'm trying to think, uh, as someone who 
who returns to the company and then and then gets inducted. I'm trying to figure out like I don't think anybody on like the Sting and the the Kurt Angle level, but is there anybody else out there that could say, man, uh, glad he's returning or glad he's in the Hall of Fame? Or, or you think everybody just second tier, like like you said, Jeff Hardy, outside of CM Punk, obviously. Um, there's really nobody else that you can, that you feel like can really be the headliner of a Hall of Fame or be like, holy shit, this guy came back. <clears throat> That's the thing. For, for the Hall of Fame, yeah, I mean, like I said, CM Punk down the line would be definitely a big shock for a lot of people. But, yeah, like I said, Hardy, Punk are really, like, the last big names to come back other than Angle. I know, like... I don't know. I mean, there's still going to be big names to headline the Hall of Fame. Like, you still have your British Bulldogs, who I was gone now. Rick Rude, who I know is gone now. Owen Hart, who I know is gone now. But, and uh, you could always have, like, I've always had a, I've always been biased for Scott Steiner. Like, I have a Scott Steiner one-off would be hilarious. Not that it's a big, he's not a big name at all. But Angle, Hardy, and Plunk are really the last three guys. I think a lot of people want to see come back, the last three big names. Um, so yeah, I, there's really not many other big names that come to mind that could come back to headline the Hall of Fame that are like, oh my God, this is so shocking. Uh, obviously the Dudley boys, but we've already seen them back. I'm trying to think of other people from like TNA who have yet to come back. There's really not many people left. So yeah, I think those are, I think Angle's really, other than a Hardy and a Punk, is the last really big name that could realistically come back and pop a lot of excitement for the Hall of Fame, let alone just a return in general. Like a Shane McMahon or a Goldberg. And they're back. They're really running out of returns. Um, they're really, they've really gone to that well one too many times. So we'll, we'll see who else there is. They might be leading out a few people. But Angle, Hardy, and Plunk have always been my top three in terms of people I wanted to see back in WWE. Now we're getting one of them in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of one guy. Like, you know, like you said, people who have returned and stopped and then came back again and you know maybe if they did not show up at all and then gonna come back for the first time in 2017 that'd be different like you know just off the top of my head you take a guy like Rob Van Dam if Rob Van Dam never came back uh 2011 2012 he came back in 2017 you might have that pop not on Kurt Angle level not on Sting level um but he will he would have that pop um anybody else Man, it's tough. You seen Scott Hall go in. You seen Kevin Nash go in. Um, you know, you seen pretty much just anybody, even guys who were thought who you thought would never make it because of the kind of animosity, the warrior, Macho Man. Even those guys are in now, and it's like, who else we got left? Or I don't know, man. I I think it's pretty tough, but um, remains to be seen who's who was the next female or male uh, to have a big pop to get in. But if they would have had it, at, at, if if the rumors were true that DDP was going to be in it, and he was a headliner, I I, I would have been cool about it. I, and until Kurt Angle comes on board, I'm like, oh shit, Kurt Angle's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But mm-hmm. outside of that, Rave Dam, uh, I don't know, bro. I think I think we're pretty much stuck right here. Unless it's Kane. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, gotta be Not Kane. Yeah, Kane. that's who it is. Kane. He's he's, he's the last guy. <laughs> oh no! I mean, Kane is worthy, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that. He will be Hall of Fame bound before long. Um, so I guess we'll see. But yeah, there's a couple of different names. Like I said, Kane, DDP, RVD. I mean, it could headline, but none of them are as big as names as as you know Kurt Angle is. So 
I think Kurt Angle is a huge, huge name to have with Hall of Fame this year. RVD, DDP, DDP, I think will be in this year. Arcane are all big names. Um, just not quite as big as, as a Kurt Angle. Um, I did have a, 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 a Twitter debate for like two hours. Uh, regarding Kurt Angle and who was better, Kurt Angle or or Bret the Hitman Hart, and I and I know people can go either way with this. I th- I thought it'd be fun, you know, entertaining. I knew I would get a mixed reaction of, you know, Kurt or Bret. Um, I ask you, if you had to pick, um, who was better, Kurt Angle or, or, or Bret the Hitman Hart? Both similar styles. Kurt Angle might be more athletic or is more athletic than. Than Bret Hart, but you take pound for pound their resumes. Kurt Angle, Bret Hart. There is no wrong answer, but if it was up to Graham Matthews for the final answer, who would you pick, Kurt Angle or, or Bret Hart? Dude, that's the ever asked question right there. I saw that yeah. you said that on Monday. Got a lot of responses, a lot of responses, but it wasn't one guy. I saw a lot of Bret Hart. I saw a lot of Kurt Angle. There wasn't True. one overwhelming response. One particular person but um I, I, for me for me i would say and it's tough it's tough but i gotta go overall performer got it with kurt angle i love bret hart but no one has first of all made the transition quite like angle has from olympic wrestling to wwe pro wrestling and not only that but the guys had amazing matches and he could do it all bret hart could really only have great matches and he could have some entertaining segments but he was not. He didn't really have that same sense of humor that Kurt did. I mean, you look at Kurt's work in WWE from like the cowboy hat with Stone Cold Steve Austin, his work with Edge and Christian and Mick Foley and everyone else to his great matches with Brock Lesnar, Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, and then he had a whole other career for himself in TNA and the great matches as for Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and Sting. It's incredible. Um, so I've got to go with Kurt Angle just because uh, although both guys are just absolutely amazing, exceptional pro wrestlers and two of the greatest of all time, i got to go with Angle in terms of overall performer just because Angle could both be entertaining and get involved in uh, comedic segments and be believable, but at the same time be a badass inside the ring. So i got to go Kurt Angle. Yeah, I, I would lean towards more of a Kurt Angle. I think, again, there's no right or wrong answer, but, you know, Brett has always been, has always been in my top five. If, if I had to take him off for anybody, it'll be Kurt Angle, but more athletic. Uh, I would say better on the microphone. Um, can be a bad guy, can be a comedian. A lot of wide variety to, to his uh, to his game. And um, But to me, man, I, I just think the Hitman has one of the better heel runs I've ever seen it. We, we, the whole Canadian thing and America, this and that late 97 Canadian stampede stuff with Stone Cold and, and those guys. And I think when he turned heel and did the whole Canadian American stuff, I think that was one of the better, not saying Hulk Hogan and NWO type, but I feel like if there was a, 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 a 1B or 1C, Bret Hart turning heel on his entire country. Uh, would definitely have to be up there as far as heel turns um, in, in, in pro wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, Kurt Angle had a lot of good and face heel turns, but Bret Hart, I think that, that one in particular from 97 trumps them all in terms of the promo he cut. And up to that point, he'd really been known as as a clear-cut baby face, you know, white meat baby face, uh, you know, representing Canada. But when he turned down his, his entire country, the entire U.S., the entire his entire fan base, that one promo, that just that 
really the pipe bomb before CM Punk's pipe bomb was really what it was. The original pipe bomb, and it was incredible. So, um, yeah, you can't, it, it, it's hard to top that one heel turn from Bret Hart from 97. Uh, real quick, uh, did you get a chance to see the UK tournament they had last weekend? I did. I did. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, I did too. I, I was like, you know what? Let me go check it out. I have no idea who the, who these guys are. Um, I missed out on the Cruiserweight Classic in the beginning until the very end. Um, so I was like, let, let me let me take a chance. Let me see who you know who these guys are, how they work in the ring. And for the you know the second day, the second day was better. Uh, but I felt like overall great tournament. Um, great great talent in the ring. You know, just just a just a two day thing. Um, that was well put together. Great commentary with Michael Cole and I, I forgot who the other guy was. Um, but it was small, small venue. The crowd was 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 going crazy with the weird chants, and I felt like if they were to do that more often. And then when I went online and wrote and wrote about bringing it back to King of the Ring, just imagine a King of the Ring with a NXT crowd or a UK tournament crowd, and just you know, it don't got to be in a, in a, a monster venue. It could be in a five thousand, six thousand uh, dollar, six thousand seat venue, and you keep that tight, unique crowd in there for a two day, one day King of the Ring tournament. But um, that's besides the point. But I think UK, the, the the UK tournament was great, well run. Would they do it again? I don't know. What's their future plans with that going forward? I have no idea. But um, the guy who won, I forgot his name, but he was great. Um, throughout the entire tournament, and I'm just intrigued to see where they go from here. Definitely. I mean, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. There you go. Watch. Tyler Bate. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, Tyler Bate was the guy that won. Sorry, Tyler Bate. Oh, yeah, Tyler Bate was one that, yeah, that, that went over and became the inaugural champ. But, yeah, it was you that brought up that I had not yet watched Part 2 when it initially aired on Monday. Then when you told me that it was a lot better than Part 1, um, I was excited to watch it. So, yeah, Part 2 was a lot better than Part 1. Part 1 was good. Good in ring action, but two, part two I thought was fantastic. Um, even better wrestling, maybe not quite as good as the CWC, but it's a way different style. The crowd was awesome, though. Um, I thought the way that it was laid out was great. Pete Dunn's a star. Mark Andrews is really good. Tyler B won. He's got definitely potential for a 19 year old of all things, though. The guy's younger than me, so it's, that's pretty amazing in and of itself. But um, the surprise appearance from Neville, the debuting Tommy End on part two was pretty cool. So, yeah, just a really fun show start to finish. I don't know if I would love the idea of an actual show just because, like with 205 Live, it's really nothing different from Raw or SmackDown. It's a good show, but it's nothing like, oh, must-see. Right. And uh, the last thing we need right now is more content, more shit to add on to Raw and SmackDown. Because I watch it all. I'm going to watch everything just so I know what's going on right now. And I just don't want more wrestling to watch on a weekly basis than what I already have, in addition to the WWE stuff with uh, TNA and Ring of Honor and stuff like that and Lucha Underground. But, yeah, no, I thought it was good. The execution, that was great. Um, the crowd was phenomenal. The atmosphere was really cool. The arena came off great on TV, on the network, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. would love to see more stuff like this done in the future. Again, maybe not a show. Um, I assume they will do a show just because they're making a big deal about the championship, and now they have, the, they, they have a whole section for it on WWE.com for the championship. So I assume something will be made of it at some point, but... I am looking forward to the eventual women's tournament, though, which has yet to be announced officially, but I assume it will happen at some point this year. Um, hopefully at full sale. That should be great as well. Will La Luchadora be in that tournament? <laughs> 
I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. Got to fill out a slot somehow. So uh, yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah, all three of them. <laughs> yeah, all three luchadors, exactly. Um, final final thoughts. Uh, we had Goldberg on Raw two three weeks ago. Brock was on two weeks ago. Taker and Sean last week. Brock this week. Goldberg next week. I guess they're really running rampant with these uh, returns on Raw. Um, what do we get from Goldberg on Raw this Monday? What do you think? That I'm not sure about. I mean, I thought his appearance last time was good um, with the fact that, you know, he, he confronted Roman Reigns and we got that stare down. We need something different. I wouldn't even be opposed to him coming out staring someone and leaving like Brock Lesnar. Goldberg came out last time. He talked for a little while and then laid waste to Strowman with Roman Reigns. They teamed up on him. So um, if he just comes out this time and, again, just kind of lays waste to everybody, um, that, I'd be totally fine with that. It's got to be something different. It can't be the same stuff we saw last time. Keep the talking to a minimum with Goldberg. I think that's where he shines. But um, if we see the inevitable spot they do every year, when everyone throws each other over the top rope, I'm sure Goldberg will come out and just destroy everybody and be the last man standing. So I could see that definitely happening with Goldberg on, uh, on Monday this coming week. Yeah, they probably just have him do what, what what Brock did on Monday. You know, Brock. You know, when when you hear Brock is coming on Raw, you probably think promo by Paul Heyman, Brock in the ring. But Brock just, you know, did his you know kicking ass thing. You probably might see the same thing with Goldberg. No, no, no promo, no microphone, just spear, spear, spear people. What does that What does that get you? I have no idea, but I think it's. You know, anything but having him on the Kevin Owens show or the Rollins report or Jericho show. Just no talk show for Goldberg. Let him go out there, kick ass, and I guess continue to promote the, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be a good use of, the, uh, of Goldberg on Monday. Just because I think we've pretty much seen it all. You know the Rumble's on Sunday. You just got to keep it simple. Um, just with Goldberg and everyone else a part of the match. Rollins, Reigns, Jericho. You know, all those guys strumming. So, yeah, it'd be a good use to go bring on Monday night. Uh, final thought. Uh, today, let me see this. Today, the 25th anniversary of the Royal Rumble 92 and the 20th anniversary, obviously, for the 97 Rumble in San Antonio. Ric Flair won the Rumble back in 92. Stone Cold won the Rumble back in 97, even though he cheated his ass off. Um <laughs> any any yep. thoughts about those Royal Rumbles, or um, are you one of those guys that when it's Rumble season or WrestleMania season, you like to watch and recap some of the old Rumbles? I do. That I do. I like to rewatch a lot of the old Rumbles each year. Uh, this year, I, I think it was last year, or no, the year before, I watched back every Rumble there was. Or I think last year as well, or at least most Rumbles. Definitely last year, actually, now that I think about it, but... uh this year, I'll be watching back every Rumble there ever was, but I will be watching back some good ones, my favorite, some awesome ones. And uh, we are only a little over a week away. We've only got 10 days away from today. So um, I will be definitely spending a lot of my time doing that in the next 10 days. Stay away from 93, 95, 2000, 2014 Rumbles because those were just horrendous. Uh, you know, you got like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Luger and, and Berserker and the Godwins and yeah, all that all that new generation era uh rumbles were just terrible. Yeah, those were the drizzling shits. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna avoid those. I remember watching this and thinking this was garbage. So not every rumble was great, but those were definitely among the worst. So 
if I'm if I'm not mistaken, real quick, we have the main Rumble match. We have KO Reigns for the the Universal Title. We have AJ Cena for the WWE Championship. Bailey Charlotte for the Women's Raw Raw Women's Championship. So that's four matches. Am, am I missing anything from the main card? Because I'm not even looking at it right now. Um, have you said Neville and Swan for the Cruiserweight title? Neville Swan, the Cruiserweight Championship. Okay, so now we have five. Yeah, I think it's it's Neville Swan, Bailey Charlotte, the two title matches, the Rumbles. That's five right there. Um, I think that's it so far. I thought they would add Miz and Ambrose, but not yet anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's all the matches that have been added to the card so far. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Rumble time is always the the road to WrestleMania and, you know, kind of figure out who is the special appearance that you don't normally hear about appearing in the Rumble. We'll see, um, how that goes, but it should be a fun and entertaining pay-per-view. Uh, we got one more Raw, one more SmackDown till we get to that, but, um, Every week is is always great to have you on, Graham. Uh, again, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Russell Rant Radio. Um, he's on Twitter at Russell Rant, so go ahead and, and check that out. And um, I'm looking forward to having you on next week, man. Absolutely. Thanks as always, Randy, for having me on. I'll speak with you next week, so I'll catch you on the road, brother. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Adios. All right.